What's up guys, this is your not-so-classified millennial survival guide coming at you here to round out your week. This is your host Dalton. And your host Katie. And let's get right into it. So I think today we're going to talk about whether you're in college or even just turning 21 or fresh on your own. It's how to navigate the bar scene. Yeah, and I think uh, as, as we'll get into it here farther, further throughout the day, it's uh, it's a little bit different on the professional side of the bar scene than it is in the college scene, for better or for worse, a little bit of both, and we're going to tell you why. Yeah, I even think like when you're like, there's just such a dramatic difference from when you first turn 21 or if you're 18 with a fake ID sneaking into a bar and like the college bar scene versus the quote unquote like adult bar scene. There's such a dramatic change. And you almost don't see it, especially if, like, you go home and have, like, your regular bars that you go to with your friends. But, like, once you see it, it's almost impossible to, like, unsee it. At least well, that's how I feel. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think I think that's the best part, though, about, like, being out in the professional world and, like, making the move to or from uh, home is you get to go back and kind of reminisce or get that old group together that you always used to just go out and get fucked up with yeah and you still even go if, out and get fucked up with or even like college like i know i went back for uh, <coughs> i didn't go this year but like last year i went back for my alumni game and um this year in may i went back to see my team in the championship and i like i still went out and like lived it up like i was in college still with them at the local college bars so i mean you still get to relive those moments but like for most days, whether it's like grabbing a drink with coworkers, um, grabbing a group of friends and going out in the bars, it's a little different now that like you're an adult versus like when you were in a college and Thursday was like the best day to go out for those discount beers. It's it's definitely a different vibe and feel. Yeah, and um, kind of to get into it a little bit too, I think the there's still points where you get to go out with your in, in fellow employees and so even sometimes your bosses um which is awesome because they usually always pick up the tab so you drink faux free but you still get to go out during the week um it's just a little bit less of a let's get fucked up mentality and a more of all right let's have one or two with wing night or with uh you know happy hour five to seven and then you kind of just go home so i think the biggest Biggest thing I, I, I want to kind of get into is how do you differentiate your mannerisms when you go out with fellow employees rather than going out with, you know, your boss or like the head of the company? How do you how do you call that time out? So I think like the one like the big thing that people I know, at least for me that I take when I go out with like coworkers or like my boss, we have a company Christmas party and a company summer party or, and a company out like barbecue in the f- spring or summer and like in the com- company wind bar you can get whatever you want for the whole five hours we are in like that banquet hall mm-hmm. and whether you want a mimosa just straight champagne vodka on the rocks like it's there for you um we have our company like uh, barbecue and it usually goes from eight o'clock in the morning till three o'clock at night. I've seen people crack it open, crack open a cold one at like eight o two. I mean, I had a coworker come with like he clean. He had gasoline cans that he bought 
that he freshly bought, washed them out, and he uses them even, like, for tailgates, and he fills them up with, like, homemade drinks. Like, he has, like, Alabama Slammers and all that stuff. Not to uh, free ad here, but I'm going to free ad. There's a company called Stillhouse Whiskey now that sells their whiskey in makeshift gas cans. No, like, I mean, like, this was actually, like, the red tub with, like, the black nozzle, like, for your lawnmower that you use. Oh. Like, it was a full-blown, like, 20-gallon gas can, and it was filled with liquor. I get the legal gas can, not the uh, makeshift redneck, probably knock your socks off, one drink, you're dead gas can. (laughs) It definitely was a strong one. Um, But I think, like, the big thing that I'm saying here that, like, I want to talk about is when you're at these parties, like, when you have to remember, like, they're coming out of your boss's money and your company's money, like, you should still know, know your limit. If your limit is 13 beers, I think you should cut it down to two or three. But also, like, know your limit and, like, cut it. I wouldn't even say cut your limit in half. I'd say cut your limit into, like, fourths and, like, drink a fourth, depending on how long you're there. If, like, your limit's, like, five beers... And you're there for six hours, don't have one beer. Like, it's okay to have two or three, but you shouldn't be, like, pounding them back. Like, you're <laughs> out with the boys on Saturday night. Like, See, now, I um, I have a completely just – I'm going to play devil's advocate here because uh, my company um, enjoys themselves a happy hour or two and actually promotes us, especially on, like, a Friday night happy hour, to pound the boys back. And we've had company outings where the shots have just gotten rolling. And some of our uh, more experienced employees and um, have found themselves on the stumble bus out the door. So, I mean, it's, it's like a catch-22 because if, if the people in charge and the ones who are buying the drinks are uh, 10 times drunker than you, then by all means, you know, don't just have one or two. In, enjoy the free drinks um, while they're rolling because, I mean, you aren't paying for it. So take advantage of the big money every now and then because yeah, when that open tab is rolling, might as well use it. I mean, I, I agree with that, but I also think, like, a really great place, like, to make friends, like, especially if you're new to the company. Like, we all have only been in our jobs for a little over a year. I use, like, if we – I go out with coworkers, like, whether we're getting, like, margaritas or going out for, like, Thai food to, like, get to know people better – like, we use that as an advantage. Like, yeah, we have a drink every now and then. Like, we'll have, like, one or two, like, rum and Cokes or even a beer. But we'll make sure that, like, we use it to kind of, like, get into our boss's head and see, like, what the next move as a company is. Like, I know for me, like, that's how I learned about, like, some of the bigger projects that we were, like, talking about bidding. So I wasn't totally blindsided when my attention went from, like, these small little, like, like these penthouses, like I do work in very high end design. So mm-hmm. when I went from like working on like little penthouses to being like, okay, this entire unit from ground floor to floor 78 is yours. Each floor has about four to eight units in it. I mean, one to like eight units in it. Like, good luck. Definitely. I think that's like you just said, a perfect opportunity to kind of fill your boss out on maybe what's going on behind the scenes a little bit more than, um, you'd get out of him on a normal nine to five because you know a little loose lipped and a little alcohol gets gets the conversation flowing and can definitely lead to some insights as far as you know what the company's next move may be and you know maybe you can even find yourself uh in a little bit of uh 
how do you say, a step ahead of the rest. <laughs> if you're out with drinks with uh, the guy or woman who makes decisions, uh, you can kind of maybe fit yourself in there into the into the conversation as far as being used as an employee in that next step in a in a pretty vital vital scenario. But I mean, in other in other essences of of just being at the bar as a professional employee, and it doesn't even have to be with your company or with your employee, you know, fellow employers, um, just the sense of being at the bar and I guess not having your core college friends or not having everyone that you know there, like for us, it was always, we'd go to the bar and even if we weren't out with our closest friends, we'd see friends of friends or friends of friends of familiar faces. You always knew someone. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so huge to talk about how to just kind of go about the bar scene when you're not seeing all those familiar faces. Yeah. I think, well, I know like for me, like the biggest adjustment for me was back home. Whenever I go home, I know the bouncers. I know the bartenders. Like there's a section where you had to be 25 years and older and I'm not 25. The bouncer sees me. I always get asked whether it's crowded or dead. Like, hey, do you want to head upstairs to the rooftop tonight? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Some days I take it up and some days I don't. And that's, it's awesome. But it's just one of those things. Like when I moved, it's going into an area. It's like, I don't know the vibe of this bar. Mm-hmm. I don't know the bouncers. I don't know the bartenders. I know jack shit. Yep. And it's kind of like, okay, is this a bar where, like, I just sit down and drink? Is this a bar where, like, you dance the whole night? Because, I mean, most college bars where you go to, it's like, you're dancing the whole night. You rarely find yourself sitting. Oh, 100%. And and that's kind of the thing, too. You really got to – it's funny because we talked about this when, like, just going to meet friends in, in general, too. But – and doing the move and everything. You just got to do your research and, like, kind of figure out what sections of the, your new city – are the college areas or which sections of the, your city like are the deadbeat like places where you're you might get shanked or something like that yeah. like just, just be smart and like do a little studying and i love to do my studying for bars because then you, you start researching and see maybe a couple breweries that you didn't even know existed that yeah. you get to go to and like just always do a little bit of research before you go out because then you never know you might find something that you really never even knew existed and you go and have the time of your life. But it also just helps to to understand the community or the area around the bar you're at because it speaks to a huge kind of what the bar inside is going to be like. I also just think it's like the vibe that it gives off in a sense. Like I know there's some areas where it's like not good parts of town, but those are two, like there are two bars that are like insanely awesome and they're filled with college students, so I can't go being a college coach. <laughs> but it's just like, it's like, their clubs, they're dancing, there's live music, there's like all of this fun energy to them. Like, I was there before I was a college coach, so I was able to like experience it for a little mm-hmm. bit. But then also, like, there's some areas where it's like the main strip on my, like, in my town. And it's like one bar, it's like very, it's very much like that. There's dancing, there's singing, it's a vibe. And another bar, it's very, uh, <laughs> pull up a chair have a drink relax a bit like it, it just it, it like literally you can feel like you're in some random place at one bar and then you can feel like you're you're like out and like almost feeling like you're in new york city and the other it's just 
it's the vibe you give off. But I, I also do, I do agree with that. I th- I think like like you said, I, I the, each bar when you walk in the door, no matter where it is geographically, can give own give off its own sense of like identity within the bar, and and that just kind of goes to like feeling it out at the end of the day. Like no matter how much you read about it online or say like this person had this kind of experience there, like until you go and kind of experience it yourself, I don't think you're really ever going to understand what the bar does for you. Or like a lot of the times the mood you're in, because there's a lot of the times where I want to go out and just have a beer or two and just like kick it back with people. And then there's other times where like you get that like extra boost of energy and you want to party. You want to take it back to the college days and just have one of those like get wild weekends. So, and the great thing about it is you're still able to do that post-college like everyone (laughs) so many people told me oh your life's gonna change when you go post-college so much and you you know you're gonna become an old man and like this that or the other thing it's like you can still have those weekends if you choose to have those weekends yeah you can still get crazy the opportunity is 110 percent there like one thing i found like as an adult like that i can definitely like say 100 percent even talking to my friends is i've explored a lot more mixed drinks now that i am like in the adult world Mm-hmm. versus like when I was in college it was like mainly give me a Jack and Coke give me a like cranberry vodka give me like uh, you know some like tonic whatever and or a beer and that's what I stuck with and like now that I'm older I'm like okay like let me try a Moscow Mule let me try a Manhattan let me try this and it's like and that's also how I choose my bars too I'm like if I'm in the mood for a Moscow Mule, I want to make sure that I'm going to the bar that has made it, like, to my liking. Yeah. I'm no, not going go to go drop $15 on a bar where I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks good. And, like, they make it and I want to, like, vomit because it just tastes nothing by, like, liquor. Or- yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I've found, too, is not only that, like, you start exploring more drinks, but you start being more drink particular. Mm-hmm. Because, And I don't know if it's whether you're making your money. Be, so now you're more wise where you spend it or if it's the fact of you're not just having a drink to get fucked up completely and you're totally 110% just trying to enjoy the taste of the drink throughout the night. We do try. I want to try new things now that I'm older just to like acquire, like expand my palate, right? That's the right phrase. But also like if I'm going to go to a bar and – spend money on a drink like i want it to be something that i'm going to enjoy from like the first sip to the very last not like something i don't like i know even today i go out with my dad if i go home and my dad likes to try new things but he knows what he likes and he knows what he doesn't like and as a kid i used to make fun of him for it because my dad will sit there and be like i like bud light but i want to try something that's similar to bud light that's not bud light and he'll explain like what he likes and what he doesn't like to the like waiter or waitress in detail and i used to make fun of him so much but i'm like no my dad wants to like try new things but he already knows what he doesn't and doesn't like so he's not going to spend money on an 8 dollar beer just for him to take a sip and be like no yeah i think i think the biggest thing now is like you just truly understand the struggles or not the struggles but the decisions your parents are making as you looked up to them as a kid and we're like why are they taking so long time to figure out what they want to drink like don't they know like i know i want mountain chocolate dew right milk. now or yeah i know i want chocolate milk right now like how is this such a hard decision but then you realize not only is it just rum whiskey vodka 
it's 500 types of rum, whiskey, vodka, and combinations and everything else. And like, how do you order your martini, wet or dry? Or just any combination becomes a million different options when you go to the bar. So I think, A, the biggest thing is just finding a place that makes your drinks right. And also finding a place that, you know, maybe you like start becoming really good friends with like one of the bartenders. Because becoming good friends with a bartender makes your drink options like become limitless because bartenders love trying new things. So if you make good friends with a bartender, you can start almost like trusting them to kind of expand your palate too. I even find that if I've made friends with a bartender and it gets super crowded in there, he's really not going to make me wait because he knows like these people are only here for the night. There's a good chance that only two or three of those people are going to walk back in the door. But me, as a regular customer, he's not going to piss off because he wants me to come back in next Wednesday or whatever day it is. So I give him a tip. So like that's, I always find it great because then they're just like, yeah, here, let me help you. Yeah, there's something definitely uh, worth or worthy about being a regular in a bar once you find your comfort spot because you do. You get served a little bit more of a preference to the other randoms that walk in the door. And uh, it, it's, it becomes a comfortable place to kind of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, the, the random place to just relax, like take a load off. Like it, it starts to become like almost <coughs> like your, your go-to spot. Like yeah. Great new spots. I think, and you know, we've talked about this before, but this just it's such a big thing, no matter whether you're trying to make friends or just finding like an apartment, it's just, it's all about making a new area comfortable and your home away yeah. from home or your new home you know it's all about just that comfort zone and you just gotta constantly be looking to try and put yourself in a place where that comfort zone is the norm you mm-hmm. know i mean you should break that comfort zone obviously when you first get there to try out new places and try out new bars but at the end of the day you're just looking for your you know the watering hole that you can go to time and time again to if you don't have a drink at home that you know you can just say all right well I'm going here for a drink after work because, man, it was a fucking horrible day. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think, like, Ty, like, I know for me, like, here's a fun story. Um, I had met a local, and we were, like, pretty good friends. Like, we, we had, like, a nice connection and everything. And he had invited me to go out with his friends, who I had known also. And if he gave me the name of this bar. And I was like, I have never heard of this bar a day in my life. And I can guarantee you, I'm like 90% sure it was someone's basement. But like, it was it was an actual real bar. There was like a bar, a bartender. There was a bouncer there to check my ID. They had a jukebox and everything. I like kid you not, I paid two dollars for a bottle of Bud Light. Two bucks. Two bucks, and that was with tip. Sorry, that is with tip. <laughs> And it's like, and I like, I'm the only reason I'm so upset that me and him don't talk is because like, I would love to spend $2 on a beer again. Like I saw them pour shots for these people. And like, you know, those like little Dixie cups you used to use for like mouthwash. Mm-hmm. It was like a full one of those. And I'm like, that is like two and a half shots. That is not one shot. I oh, I think that's, that's the best shot is like, that's the best thing about experimenting with new bars. Sometimes you find these places that are that just in the wall. They're just little holes in the wall and they don't care about portion size. It's like, I feel like the cheaper the place, the more alcohol they give you because you start going to these like richer places and they're so petty 
about giving yes. you a shot or like even if they pour you a glass of wine they're like right on that like three or four ounce limit or whatever it is for your wine glass and they're just so petty about giving you shots and it's like no bitch you know i'm a millennial fresh out of college here pour me a double and charge me one <laughs> no i definitely think like the big thing that i've noticed is just because like being a designer it's like your bar tab your bar fee also includes like the upkeep. So if they have like fancy lights and a fancy DJ and everything, like all that stuff, like this like hole in the wall literally had one bartender, a jukebox, and and like it was like one of those jukebox where you actually had to pay. Like it wasn't just like press like a button, like low key, that's their second highest form of income. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. I mean they had like three pool tables set up and everything and they had darts like it was like if I was a local or if like I was like still talking to this guy, I would be so happy to go there because it was just such a chill place. Like it had right. that basement vibe, but you could just like hang out and you like you felt comfortable there. Like they had lounge chairs to hang out in and it was awesome. Maybe a little like insider information that we can give to the people. But I think from what I've found down here too is a lot of places that are like the smoky bar, like pool table places are usually the places you can get cheap drinks at too, because yeah. a lot of places that are like really ritzy or like don't have that kind of vibe or, you know, don't have the, like a game axe asset to them that, you know, they're, they almost have this, like, like you said, just kind of ritzy upkeep to them and they, they have, have the, the rich light fee. Yeah. And they're probably paying their people more because they have like four or five people behind the bar instead yeah. of one. So but a like little insider also, information. It's also find like, a hey. <laughs> it's but it's also like you know, if you put in more money, you're gonna have the high. Like for example, if like you're someone who's like not a, like okay with spending like maybe like eight, eight ten dollars on a drink, like that's not a long island iced tea because that's automatically ten dollars. Uh -huh. um, like if you're like someone who's like okay, like I can spend eight dollars on a beer, and I've I've known people to do it. Uh, it's like, you know, you want to go to a nice place because you know it's going to be like a nice beer and like you have that vibe. So like, people will spend the extra money for the quote unquote upkeep of the of the bar in hopes of mm -hmm. attracting that higher end customers. And it does work because, you know, higher end customers that dress nice like to go to fancier places. Well, that's it. And I think I think, too, it's um, that kind of just goes back to um, if you're if you're there with your boss and you and you don't mind i don't know it's just it all goes back to do you mind spending that much on the drink or do you not like i think the majority of of people in our situation as millennials are trying to cut budgets wherever possible and i think finding whether it's those happy hours or just those hole in the wall bars where you can get two dollar beers or you know three dollar mixed drinks for a couple hours a night are the places to hit up because at the end of the day you want the cheapest bar tab possible with the greatest buzz possible. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just goes back to like living within yourself and like, do you really have to go to that place that's charging eight, $12 a beer when you can get the same beer for two or three at somewhere else? Like at that point too, I'm also just like, I can get a 12 pack for $10 and just hang out in my apartment yeah. and not have to worry about a ride home. <laughs> Here, here's another great thing that I think people might have lost because they think they can't just do anymore when they're out of college. But has the art of like the house party 
or just like having people over been completely lost when but people also, moved to the professional world of just, just like four to five people. So I kind of like four to five people, I think it's fine, but I kind of <clears> get this vibe. Like, I don't know about you, but I know the house parties that I went to, like people didn't give a fuck. They trashed everything. And like, now that I'm an adult and like, as I'm literally looking around my apartment, like I'd be pretty pissed off if someone came to my house drunk and they broke my 55 inch TV or my sound system or like I had something stolen that like meant a lot to me like I put effort and energy into this like while your college apartment you really don't right and I think I use that that term house party loosely when when we're talking about you know your professional friends or people that you have out in the workforce now but like I think like I mentioned five to maybe even 10 people max of like close people you know from like the office or people maybe you've met like that have started developing into your close friends when a case of beer is $18 for 30 or $22 for 30, rather than going somewhere and paying three beers for $30 or whatever, four beers for $30. Like, I feel like people just don't do that much anymore. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like on their own, we just need to maybe focus on like sending the bar scene down. (laughs) <laughs> and picking up uh, our 30 packs I think it's revolting. Like a, like, I think it's like a 50-50 like torn debate. So, like this is where um, for someone if you just move to an area, it's really hard to have a house party when you don't know anyone. So like you do have to go out to like a bar or meet new friends to like have that like house party vibe. Mm-hmm. But like also I think like the big stigma is like especially when you transfer from college, it's kind of like, all right, the last time like I hung out at someone's house and we had like this much beer to hang out with, like we were playing like flip cup and slap cup. Right. And we didn't care about like what got ruined. But like here I have my friend who like works hard to like maintain the upkeep of her apartment. Like if I played slap cup and I got beer all over her carpet, her entire carpet apartment, like I'm gonna feel so heartbroken. Like I still have friends that come over. If I go home to New York, we um and I'm just like, you know what? I really just don't want to go to the bar or I know there's going to be a massive um, cover charge. Cover charge. Like if I know there's going to be a massive mm-hmm. color charge, like holidays, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, I'm like, all right, you know, take the $20 you're going to spend on the cover charge. Like mm-hmm. come to like, go to the bar, like go to the, like wherever you go to pick up your beer, get a case of beer, come to my house and we'll use the extra money to order pizza. And like, we'll play games. Like, what do you mean? like cards against humanity. We even play like freaking monopoly. Like it's just like games that literally just make us laugh where we can just be ourselves. And it's great to just catch up. Cause I do also feel like the bar scene, like one thing that hasn't changed is it's, it's very loud. So like, if you do go home mm-hmm. or like, even if you go on a date, like it's so hard to have a conversation with someone at a bar because there's so much going around yeah. That it's kind of like you're either screaming at each other or like you're missing part of the story and you're just like, okay, whatever. There's constantly times where I'm saying like, what'd you say? Or, huh? Or just like, because you didn't hear him the first time around because you can't possibly hear him with the music yeah. and the enormous crowd or this, that, or the other thing. And I think another thing that maybe I'm just catching on to and maybe it is a thing, but I feel like a lot of people our age, millennials especially, are like almost – ditching the bar scene and finding and maybe craft breweries are still technically the bar scene, but they're finding more of these like small batch craft breweries to go taste 
rather than to have like a full bar night. My gosh, you're new to the scene. So many people like just go like, especially if like you have a group of friends. Like I know if I, my friends come up, like we'll go to a brewery and like so many breweries. That's what I like love about breweries is if you go to a brewery on a weekend, like a Saturday, and you get there early enough and you're able to get a table. Most breweries have like food trucks come, or yeah. even like have a menu where you can like order. So like you just get a flight. Well, so and like you're good to go. Let's talk about it for a second. I spent a weekend in Pittsburgh, um, beginning of September, and for the first time in my life, I think was uh, kind of uh, smacked in the face with this new scene because Apparently. every every bar we went to that was you know bar quote unquote um, was a craft brewery and they didn't have a kitchen. It was this small like hole in the wall place, and there were there were food trucks everywhere, and I was just like floored by it i was like this is the coolest thing ever and my my buddy that lives out in pittsburgh was saying you know this is what we do every weekend like get out of your hole you caveman but <laughs> it was such a cool scene and i st i'm really starting to understand why a lot of people are going that route because it's sort of like an afternoon early evening kind of thing and then people just go home and and you're not spending that 1 a.m 2 a.m out getting who knows what fucked up and and you know you can function the next day so i think it's a pretty neat like pretty neat scene yeah and i like you're also able to like, like meet new people like one thing that i definitely think is different for me and like the bar scene now is when i was like in college i think especially if i was single or like not even talking to someone i'm kind of like who's cute that i can have a conversation <laughs> with like versus now as like an adult i'm kind of like Either A, like, leave me the hell alone, <laughs> or B, hey, or, like, I'm kind of, like, looking for, like, oh, like, she's really, like, chill, or, like, she looks chill, I like her shoes, I like her shirt, like, oh, let's go have a conversation, like, maybe we can be friends, because I know for, like, you guys, we talked about it a little bit in, like, the friendship podcast, but mm -hmm. to be a girl and, like, go to the bar, like, by yourself, like, shout out like kudos to all of the girls who do it like you have more balls and more cojones than i ever will right but it's almost like it's i don't have that like safety if i go alone like i did if i knew the bartender and the bouncers like if i went home and i wanted to go to a bar by myself i have no problem doing it because i know the bouncers i know the bartenders like mm -hmm. they're gonna look out for me versus if i go out now they're kind of just like we've seen you a couple of times but here you're alone we're not they're probably not gonna like give me the like the assistance if like, someone like wasn't taking no for an answer from me mm -hmm. i think yeah, like, that's it's different because it's just it's very it's very foreign when you go to a new place and a new scene because you just don't have that like shoulder to fall back on or that kind of safety net to really look at and especially from a woman's perspective you know um you've talked about it much better than I ever could just because of me being a guy. And I think our listeners would agree, you know, women alone at a bar or even one or two women at a bar have a much higher probability of having problems or issues with guys than vice versa. Than if two guys go to a bar and, you know, are going to have problems with a girl, like if they have problems with a girl, it's because they probably did something and vice, you know, it's just like, it's definitely as a as a girl going into that situation, it's really tough at the bar scene to have that safety net because you don't have that familiar face or someone to be like, Oh, I can go this direction. You know, you're kinda you're definitely stuck. And I think 
and correct me if I'm wrong here, but maybe advice is to, for, for girls to kind of just group themselves when they go out in new places for the first like couple times, just to really get a good sense of where they're at or what they're, uh, what they're feeling out for their local bar life. <laughs> it's easier for guys to go out to the bar without that safety net of feeling comfortable in a new place or having that back background of, Oh, well I can go this direction or I have this person to lean back on rather than if, if girls go to a bar by themselves or even one or two girls um, kind of like tag team a bar, it's a lot more higher of a probability that they're going to get into some sort of issue where they can't turn to someone else for support rather than if two guys go somewhere, they're not going to have issues. If a girl like happens to create problems with them, like we're guys, we either a walk out or usually find other guys and are just, there's disperse the situation, whatever, you know what I'm I saying? I actually have like two stories about that. And like, it's one of them. I was in Boston with my really good friend and it was just her and I at the bar and we wanted a girl's night. Like both of us are just like, I was like, I, I don't want a guy. I don't want to talk to a guy. Like I'm, I'm having guy problems. Like I just want to have fun. And she wanted the same thing. And one guy was not taking no as an answer for her. To the point where, like, he, like, kept asking her, like, why are you single? Why are you single? And it was, it was like, starting to piss me off to the fact where she reached into her shirt, pulled out her cross, and said, like, I'm married to the Holy Spirit. And that's what scared him away. Like, it didn't, like, not the first, like, 15 no's or, like, hey, I'm just here with my friend. Please leave me alone. Right. But the fact that she had to, like, do that. And then I had another situation where, like, she, where I went with a friend and she had talk to a guy in a bar and like he was friendly and everything but like she didn't feel a connection um and like she like she gave him his number but he started getting creepy in the text and everything and we went out to a bar and it was our local bar where i've known the bouncers and the bartenders and everything and he ran into her and he starts like hounding her to the fact of my guy friends were like dude like leave her alone she's not doesn't want to talk to you so me and my friends were like, okay, like, let's leave. Let's go to Wendy's. Let's go have, like, um, get some food at 2 o'clock in the morning. And we ended up leaving in different group. Like, we were all were leaving. She ended up walking out. Like, it was me and my friend, um, me and one of my guy friends first, like, came out. We were just, like, hanging out by the curb talking. Like, the, we were saying hi to the bouncer and everything and bye to our friends who were online. And she came out after us by herself, but the same guy that she was talking to and like told to leave her alone at the bar followed her outside oh, no. and started screaming at her to the fact where like my guy friend myself my other two girlfriends came running out after and the bouncer came over to like separate them i'm just like it's and it's like that like annoying because i'm just like what if you don't take no for an answer what if you don't take no and i go to a bar by myself and like i drive myself home to my apartment where i live alone and you follow me and it's just like those situations. And it's not that like we don't want to go to a bar by yourself because like I have stressful days too. And I would really love to like go to a bar and just have a nice cold drink. Right. But it's just like I don't want to deal with the extra potential bullshit that can happen. There's so many days where I've I have done it. It's just you don't want to talk to anybody. You just get out of work, punch your you punch your time card, get the hell out of there. You're like, you know what? I just need a beer and absolutely no one else to talk to. Just me. And the beer. Yeah. And I mean, like, some days it's, like, super awesome. Like, it's 
Like, it's great. Like, I love going to the bar, like, with friends, whether it's, like, my girlfriends or my guy friends, just because, like, it's so much fun just to, re- like, relax. Like, whether we go to a brewery or whatever it is, it's just, it's a great way just, to, like, to let off. And even just, like, we're all able to, like, I want to say, like, explore together, but that sounds, like, so gross. But, like, we're all able to, like, you know, encourage each other to, like, try new things. Like, if we go to a bar, I'm like, hey, like, we have a brewery by us where they they have 12 beers on tap and they change every month and they change seasonally. Mm-hmm. And if we, my friends go to that place, when I get home, we like to like, it's like, okay, like, well, you like this one. Why don't we try this one this time? And like, we're able to like, you know, talk to each other. But like, also I think like going to a bar, it's like a great place to just to, like one meet other people, especially if you already have a group, but also like as my due diligence for all girls out there, like guys, like, please like, take no for an answer if you just want to be your friend and have a conversation like be be blunt about it we cannot read your mind but also like if you see a girl like in a situation where like the guy's not taking no like step up she'll appreciate it and she will thank you a million times over because there's so much bad in the world and everything and it's just a it's a rough time yeah i think i think that's so huge and and you know i I've been preaching this for a long time to you and to to other people as well. Guys have this like sense of ego about them that when they start pursuing a woman at a bar, or if they start down a path that they think like, this is what I'm going to do tonight. There's something in them, but for some reason they will not take no for an answer. And I don't understand why, because like, if you just, if you ask a girl to have a conversation or ask her or like give her a guys usually approach women with like the corniest fucking pickup lines in the world and wonder why they say no. So there's your first problem, men out there at a bar, step up your pickup game line, pickup line game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and B seriously, like respect her boundaries because you wouldn't want someone else bombarding your personal space when you were having a bad day or just not even having a bad day, but just not wanting to conversate with a complete random stranger. So. Yeah, yeah exactly. Re- like, the bar seems fun. And I think that's like one of the struggles about like, like the struggle transitions. Cause when you go to college, like I know for me, if I went to like the bar scene in college, it was like, we had code names for like, if something like went, we had like, secret symbols that if something went bad i was like all right if i like take my right hand and i tug on my right ear like three times or even just leave my hand there that means i'm in the situation i need help but also like i always went out with a group so i was never alone and i never felt like i was alone where like my group we may have started off as four people but by the end of the night we were 15 strong Right. Because we knew one person from this group and I knew someone from that group and I knew someone from your group. And eventually like all the groups are hanging out and intermingling and it's great. But like when you go to a bar, especially if like it's a whole bunch of like new people that like just moved in, whether it's like you and your four roommates in like a brand new city, it's like you only know each other. And I feel like that mostly from my experience too works out in the exact opposite way. When you get together with a bunch of people that you've just met or just starting out in a group, your group of like six or seven very quickly dwindles to like two here, two there, three here. And then you're down to like two and two and one. And like, <laughs> like when you move out to a new city, it completely 
does a turn from how you built groups in college because you just kind of you separate off. You don't know each other that well and conversation dwindles off. So you just go your separate ways or find someone else. And um, it's just very different out there. Completely different. I think it's just figuring out like what you're most comfortable with. If like you're comfortable because if you're comfortable with, you know, being by yourself in a bar, like keep doing you. If you have fun with it, like and everything, like kudos and like all the power to you. If you like going to like breweries with like multiple people and then do it. If you like, you know, staying home and like having people over to like have a wine night or a beer night or whatever, like just like have fun. But just remember, like, you, one, don't have to grow out of your college phases or, like, fit into, like, as they say, the norm. Like, yeah, there are some nights where I like to be in bed by 8 p.m., but there are also some nights where at 4 o'clock in the morning, my cat is probably pacing the front door saying, like, where the fuck is my human and I want to go to bed type of deal. Like, it's, it's like you have your balances, like, as an adult. It's just you may not have your school responsibilities, but you have your job and real life responsibilities. Yeah, no, I think that was uh, very, very wise words there, Katie. Um, you know, you do, you just, at the end of the day, you're making yourself happy. And if, if it means going out to a very bump and bar scene and still living some of that college life, then by all means, just, you know, go make yourself happy and don't conform to what anyone else has to tell you. You know, that's part of the beauty of either being on your own or just kind of being out in the real world is you do have, complete say over how you control your life. And I think that's, that's huge. Just make you happy no matter which direction it takes you. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, like I always say, like, just try to make the best with what you got. It's, it's hard. Like I definitely think before, like I know for me, at least my first step was make friends, then find a bar versus like find a bar, make friends. But I do know like, you know, it's, it's okay to be social at a bar. It's okay to, like, realize that the atmosphere did change from, like, college to adulthood. Like, I know when I go to the bars, no offense to college, but at least our college particularly, it's not, like, a really big, like, horn fest. Like, it's not everyone's looking for, like, the next, like, person they can shove their tongue down someone's throat with. It's kind of more more mature more like casual talk and then like maybe we can like have a kiss here but it's it's definitely like it's it has evolved a bit just like you know once you graduate you kind of slowly like realize like you've evolved type of deal there's a very nice and more times than not i'm not saying this is all the time but there's a very nice touch of maturity to the bar when you um approach adulthood <laughs> post-college and there's a little bit more IQ and substance to yeah. conversation when you get out uh, post-college and into the bar because, you know, people are in a professional world and just have a little bit more of a flavor to a conversation rather than, you know, yeah. what they are studying and um, what dorm room they can take you back to. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, it's like, I wouldn't even say like flavor. It's like, it's, some people, it's like, I kind of find like some people, it's not all people, like some people are kind of like, all right, I graduated from college, I'm single. If I'm going to get into a relationship, like I want it to be worth something. So like, I want to learn a little bit about you. Like, you know, is this going to be like, still... a one night thing or is this going to be um, a potential like, hey, four months down the road, we're like hanging out at this bar laughing because like that's where we met in that corner type of deal. 
And there's still the people out there that within two minutes of their conversation are ready to just say, so we doing it or not? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's happened all the time. I'm sure like if you're an adult and like you're on like Tinder or Bumble or like Hinge or whatever dating app there is like, I'm sure people literally just text you like, oh yeah, so do you hook up? And it's like, well, my profile says looking for realness, but like that, it's, it's funny things like that. It's it's an odd world navigating the bar scene, as you can tell. We're we're still pretty much trying to figure it out. Like, we have some things that we've learned. Like it's okay to try new drinks, and like it's cool to either go by yourself or like hang with the guys or the girls or like your friend group. And yeah, also think- to know that there are different types of bars than the jam packed shoulder to shoulder, like shimmying to get like your dollar beer on Thursdays. Yeah, at the end of the day, there's still no one exact precise way to do the bar scene as a millennial i think it's all about trying it out on your own figuring out what you like what you don't like um or and what mood you're in too you know there's so many variables that play into what bar you may find yourself out at that night um and you know there's also to choose not to do the bar scene and pick yourself up a 6 12 or 30 pack of beer and have yourself a night in so uh, i think there's Plenty to be said on that spectrum too. And, you know, if you guys have any other uh, comments or things you liked about the podcast today, feel free to hit us up on our Instagram at not so classified millennial jump into our Twitter as well uh, at millennial underscore guide, hit us up on the DMS. We're going to start some conversations, hopefully with some things that we uh, tweet out over the next couple of days pertaining things we like and don't like about the bar scene. So uh, I hope you guys, Loved this podcast, and we'll see you Monday for a nice, feel-good way to start the week. Woohoo!